0: Hello and welcome to this week's game notes, your Utah Jazz podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Dave DeFore, joined by my guy Tony Jones, who again makes this show possible. What's up, Tony?
1: No, you make this show possible. It's true.
0: Actually, that's true. The,
1: <laughs> the show like, why this without why you. are we even, why are we even capping right now? Yeah, you like, make right. this show possible.
0: Yeah, it wouldn't exist without you, and i make it happen. That, that's where we're I at. I
1: mean, seriously, like, listen, I mean,
0: yeah. we're here. We
1: just got finished watching uh, for, for the University of Utah fans. We just got finished watching uh, Tyler Huntley show out, and now we're ready to talk some jazz.
0: Uh, yeah, we're we're having different Sunday experiences. I, I was watching uh, Memphis and Portland, and I was watching Miami and Detroit. So, you know. Real sicko basketball hours for me. Hold on, hold on,
1: hold on. This is nasty work, bro. You were intentionally watching Detroit play basketball?
0: I'm a National Basketball Association analyst. There are 30 I mean, that, teams Thirty teams in the true. NBA. I got to watch all true. of them. And apparently yep. you are intent on watching all 30. I, well, it's important to me. Look, man, I, and I, I don't talk about my process very often, but it's important to me to – I got to at least check in on every single team because otherwise, man, you're, you're kind of doing a disservice to the job, but also you miss stuff. And right now is, you know, the, the league is kind of down bad because of the health and safety protocols. And I got to say, this is going to be a fun week for me because you get to see all the guys that don't get minutes getting minutes And and you hate how you got here. But the silver lining for me is that this is going to be some of my favorite basketball to watch. Because I love to see these 11 through 15 guys that you don't see get an opportunity. Um, but the only the only way that works is if I check in with all these teams as often as I can. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> on a Sunday afternoon, I'm sitting at home watching Memphis and Portland and Detroit and Miami. That's my life. I, I also don't follow uh, – well, I don't follow anything. But I don't follow other sports aside from the NBA. Well, listen, I just don't have time listen. for it.
1: Okay, listen. All right. Anytime you can watch an eighty four to seventy seven game,
0: mm-hmm. you gotta do it. Well that's my and that's my listen, that's my favorite thing, Tony.
1: That that's the that's that is the best thing. Okay. Yeah. All right, okay, and um you know, anytime you can watch Killian Hayes play basketball,
0: you gotta Now do I will well. I will admit Killian Hayes not one of my favorite guys to watch. <laughs> um, I, I watched Isaiah Stewart walk up and set a screen for him to go right, and I knew immediately that he was going to reject that screen because Killian Hayes Boy, only he one can't hand.
1: go. He can't go right
0: at all. Uh, listen, li- this is a Utah Jazz podcast, and we have talked about Killian Hayes more you than we ought the to can on can any of podcast. Worms,
1: David, you I know. The can this
0: of worms. is. I just wanted to give a little peek through the curtain. The, the Wizard of Oz sits at home okay. and watches this okay. sort of basketball this, again. It's sicko basketball hours right now. I mean, it's it's December 19th as we're recording this, and yeah, I was watching Miami and Detroit Gabe Vincent okay. versus Killian Hayes on a Sunday Matt afternoon. Struths
1: and Hamadou Diallo,
0: Hamadou, I mean, we can go Hamadou was looking good. Hey, Hamadou was looking pretty good, man. I they, like were doubling, listen, I like they were doubling. Listen, they were. They were sending the double at Cade and Cade was giving it up to to Hamadou and he was getting to the bucket. He was making stuff happen. So again, sicko basketball hours. But speaking of the Utah Jazz, which is a basketball team in the NBA, um, they had some big news this week, Tony. We got to get to it because this podcast isn't that long. Um, People want to hear us talk about this Danny Ainge hiring and uh, it sort of came out of the blue, although There were rumors over the summer, Tony, that something was coming. We just didn't think it was going to happen in December.
1: Well, the the hiring didn't come out of the blue, not at all. Right, right. I knew that. I knew that Angels going to end up with the the announcement came out of the blue at some point. the The timing was a little was a little off. I mean, you know, you don't see you don't normally see a hiring of this magnitude in 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 December. you know. Plus, I thought that. Um, you know, uh, I, I I thought my mode thought was that. You know, G- General Manager uh, Justin Zanuck was was uh, um, going to. I don't want to say get the year, but um, I, I knew that that there was a chance that he wanted the job. And I uh, and honestly, you did. I didn't really foresee Danny Ainge um being hired listen he's either either whatever way you look at it he's either the number two or number three three guy in the organization right now he's the ceo of jazz basketball he's the alternate governor um and for those who have been asking this week the term alternate governor means that if ryan smith uh the owner can't sit in for the jazz on the owner's meetings Uh, then Danny Ainge is is the representative for the Jazz and and the Board of Governors meetings. Um, So Jim Olson is the CEO of the business side. And then you get to, you know, Justin Zanuck, who who runs the day-to-day. And, you know, the the point was clarified that this is a bigger... Danny Ainge was hired uh, to a bigger role than... Uh, than Dennis Lindsay had when he was with the Jazz. And Dennis Lindsay had uh, a huge role with the Jazz. So, you know, this, this, is, this is pretty, you know, it's a pretty monumental thing. I mean, you know, Danny Ainge, uh, he, he's going to run the, the basketball side. So, you know, Justin, Justin Zanuck is still going to, um, he's still going to be uh, the guy when it comes to, to the day-to-day. Um, but you know, everything has to go through Danny Ainge's desk, uh, if a decision is going to be made.
0: So this alternate governor title that, that Danny Ainge has, there's nothing like it in the league. It's, it's essentially the ownership. Yes. Proxy. They, create,
1: they created the title for him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so I, I think it is safe to say that we don't really know how that's gonna work. I I, I think it is important that you you've noted that the Board of Governors meetings, that, that Danny Ainge is there's a good chance that he's gonna be the Utah Jazz representative in those meetings. Um, you know, what sort of effects do you see him having? Like, I mean, you know, you, you teamed up with Jared Weiss and, and talked about how Danny Ainge is the right fit, or at least the Utah Jazz are the right fit for Danny Ainge. Um. Well, what sort of fit is Danny Ainge for the Utah Jazz?
1: Well, I think the the immediate, um, the immediate impact is, you know, under under the Millers, the Jazz were. You know, I mean, obviously, everything is about business, but you know that you know there were certain things that that you know, I could not see being done certain trades that I could not see being made, uh, under the millers. Um, you know, just because, you know, there's, there's a kind of a, a family aspect for lack of a better term. And I think that that part is, is gone under Ryan Smith and and, and Danny Ange, um, and Justin and, um, to, to be, um, uh, to, to be fair, um, you know, so I, I just think that uh, I think that the Jazz will be, you know, they've always been an aggressive organization uh, in terms of, you know, being on the telephone and, 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 and looking for ways to, uh, to try to improve their situation. And I think that that's going to be um, something that they'll, they'll do um, in the next two months leading up to, to the trade deadline. Um, I do not expect, um, that the jazz won't have conversations, uh, on the trade market. We'll see if anything materializes, um, you know, so that that's, that's one thing. The thing that I want to see is that, you know, what, what, you know, how does this all work for the jazz? Because I think the front office has a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Um, you know, Danny Ainge is really good at what he does. Um, Justin Zanuck is really good at what he does. And, you know, people like, you know, Bart Taylor, you know, he's really good at what he does as well. So, you know, there are a lot of, there are going to be a lot of voices in the room and, there, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, perspective. So, you know, the, the question with the Jazz is, you know, in terms of the front offices. You know, how do they take all of those perspectives? How do they take all of those voices, those unique voices and and and, and mesh it into one voice and, and make um, make the, the decisions that they feel are, are going to be right for the franchise?
0: So, OK, so we know that Danny Ainge is going to be at the top of the org chart Um what happens day to day? Like, who's making the the phone calls, the trade calls? Who who are other teams reaching out to? Is it that that's still going to be Justin Zanuck?
1: Or well, for any of the other twenty nine teams that want to make a trade with the Utah Jazz, hit Justin Zanuck's line. So that, okay. That's what the Jazz said. So, you know, call Justin. He's he's the guy that 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 you know is authorized to talk on the behalf talk on behalf of the Jazz when it comes to to any, any prospective trades or any prospective day-to-day, uh, opportunities. Um, and, you know, and, and, and I think that, that, you know, Justin has done a r- really good job at that. I mean, you know, getting Ru- Rudy in free agency, um, you know, the, the Hassan white side, uh, free agency signing looks like a heist at this point. Uh, cause he got him on a, on a, on a veterans minimum. Um, you know, so, you know, Justin's done a good job in terms of uh, building this roster. Um, you know, so I think that uh, Ryan Smith and, and Danny Ainge are comfortable uh, with him in his role. And, uh, in, in, you know, he's going to continue to be the general manager going forward.
0: Well, let's talk about what Utah has been doing on the court. And, Tony, as we're recording this, they're on a two-game losing streak. And, listen, you're going to lose some here and there. That happens throughout the course of an NBA season. And and let's let's be honest. The two teams they lost to is the Spurs and the Wizards. It was a back-to-back. You could, you could say the Wizards are a feisty team and they've been pretty good. They've just struggled a little bit lately and caught them on the second night of a back-to-back. Um, the Spurs lost a little bit worse, but also Spurs have been feisty lately. They no longer look like a team that's tanking. Are these two losses – Something to worry about or, or can we write them off as, ah, the schedule is tough and any given night in the NBA, you know, you can just get beat.
1: No, it's it it doesn't. It just reinforces what we already know, right? Like the Jazz are um an almost historically good offensive team. Um they're a championship contender. Um, you know, they have two all NBA talents. They're one of the top they're one of the best five teams in the league if you catch them um if you if you catch them in a playoff series where you have multiple dynamic ball handlers uh, they're going to have trouble defending it and that's that's basically that's basically what those two games um you know they that's just what it reinforces um so you know there are a couple of trains of thoughts number one Um, San Antonio really diced them up, you know, pop was incredible, coached an incredible game. Um, they spread the floor. They, you know, they let Deshante Murray, Kelvin Johnson and Derek White just, you know, absolutely go to work. Uh, they were picking on some guys, uh, some of the jazz guys defensively, um, you know, basically pop just everything that Quinn Snyder does teams, which is, you know, find find a loose thread and just pull on that loose thread through 48 minutes. That's what Greg Popovich did to the Jazz on Friday night. He found, you know, a, a loose thread and, you know, he just went back to that loose thread uh, time and time and time again. And um, it, it was, you know, and, and it was eye-opening because, you know, it, it just tells you that the Jazz still are not great uh, defending at the point of attack. Now the things, now the context is that this is an older roster. It's just not going to defend well uh, over eighty-two games. You know, there are going to be nights where the legs aren't there, and that that's just that's just what it's going to be. So as a result, they're going to take some losses over the course of the season, where you're just like, yeah, they probably shouldn't have taken that loss, and then you know, obviously. You know, the, the second night of back-to-back, uh, Bradley Beal just absolutely went to work on them. The Jazz didn't have legs late. They didn't have Mike Conley. So not only did they not have the legs, uh, you know, big chunk of their offensive efficiency w- w- was in street clothes. So they couldn't, you know, outscore the Wizards. They would have had to stop the Wizards. You know, so, I mean, Quinn Snyder said this guy's not falling and to a degree. Uh, to a large degree, I, I definitely agree with them. Um, but, you know, if over the next two months or over, over the, the, the course of the next two months, the jazz can find somebody that can come in and, you know, help with uh, point of attack defense, they should probably look at that. Um, you know, the it, it's just it's just a reinforcement of the one weakness that we that we know that they have, um, but it doesn't you know it doesn't knock them down a level in terms of in terms of what 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 we what we thought that they were i mean this is the same team that just won uh eight games in a row so it'll be interesting to see um how they play on monday against um uh against the charlotte hornets and you know and, and frankly how they they approach the next five games i think it's five games until they had the warriors right so um you know it's it's about to get real because Uh, January you know it's the Warriors twice the Spurs twice the Lakers the Nuggets twice January is going to get real for the Jazz in terms of the schedule
0: and this is more of a playoff problem than a regular season problem because over the course of a regular season you're going to just win the majority of your games because of how good they are it's about the next level and getting to the next gear and well, I think we've seen flashes of it defensively, but the truth of the matter is, Tony, that it is a roster issue at this point. I, I think your your point about it being an older roster is legitimate. They're just not suited to deal with some of these high volume guards that the league has. And I'm not sure that there's a guy out there for them. That's the that's the biggest problem, Tony. It's like, you know, we'll probably do some trade stuff in the new year, because this is a team that needs to make a deal. Like they really need to make a deal if they're legitimately trying to make a finals run, which I think they should be, but I just don't know who's out there for them. Tony, have have you put any thought into it at all?
1: the, the, The thing for me is that, you know, this is the best chance that they've, this is the best team they've had since 1998. This is the best team. It's a, it's a better team that they were last year. And to me, you know, just this window is just not going to be open. Um, You know, maybe you get a two-year window out of this, but most likely it's going to be a one-year window. (laughs) And they, if they're going to take advantage of it, I mean, the year, the year to take advantage of it is right now. Um, you know, so it's it's definitely um, something that you know if you're gonna you know this team has needs to be all in no matter what, and you know frankly if something uh, materializes that can better give them a chance um, to get to where they want to get, they need to they need they need to look at it. So you know it's it, if if nothing else that part of it. Um, you know, should, should have been reinforced with, you know, their performance this weekend. Like, you know, if you, the, I think the the takeaway is yeah. Um, tier one championship contender, one of the top five teams in the league still not matchup proof. And then over the next two months, you got to do everything that you can do uh, in order to try to get in order to try to get matchup proof.
0: I'll tell you the other thing, Tony. They got to. They got to win at home. I, I've never seen a Utah Jazz team just not be able to protect their home court like this.
1: Yeah, there was a little bit of this last year too, like, but you know, there. I mean, this is this is this has been extreme. What is it? Uh, so,
0: a couple of back to back yeah. losses at home this season. I mean, it. It's it's odd, Tony. Yeah, and it's not like they're getting. It's not. I mean, they lost a home game to the Pelicans. You know, we talked about that one, and we we you know we tried to figure out why. But truth is, man, like this is a team that needs to dominate at home. That's what great teams do. Winning on the road is awesome. I mean, and they're doing that. But you need to be dominant at home. Like you know, this this Jazz team should be thinking about you know thirty six and five at home. Yeah. Not not 31 and 10. There's a huge difference there. there just, is. It, especially with the advantage that they have. So, you know, that's something that I want to see them clean up. But it's all about that defense, man. It's a, the point of attack defense for this team is a recurring theme over the last few years. Rudy Gobert can't do it by himself and you can't be a one-trick pony anymore. It's not it's 2021, it's about to be 2022. The NBA doesn't work like that.
1: So what would, what would you do if you were – put your Justin Zanuck, Danny Ainge hat on right now. What would
0: I'm you do? awful at fake trades. I'm awful at fake trades because every year, inevitably, it's going to be like some guy I didn't think of being available. I, I mentioned the other day, I, I would love – if somehow this team could get Ben Simmons without blowing up anything. You know, it, it's just – to pair a guy like that who is yeah, that, that high level un, of a defender. Realistic. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. All right. I'm, I'm awful I'm, at fake trades what? for you this what? reason.
1: I'm going to dive in. I'm going to dive in. Yeah. I'm going to tell you. Okay. I'm going to tell you. Who Who are your
0: targets, I've, Tony?
1: I will give you. Let's see. I give me three guys. I will give you at least two guys that I would target. And I don't know how you get it done. Um, I don't know what you give up. Um. So don't ask me that. I wouldn't put anybody's name in. But I would I these are two guards. These are two guys that I would target if I were to jazz, because I think that they would I think that A you you might have a chance to get them. Uh well let me take that back. These are just two guys I would target. I would target Josh Hart and I would target, I would probably target Kyle Kuzma if I could.
0: For KCP, I mean Kuzma would be great, uh, really great for this team. And people who didn't watch Kuzma when he was in in L.A. just do not know the the quality of player that he is.
1: Hang on um, before you say it. Aggregators, this is not a report. This is not a report. I do not want to see on Twitter that this is this is just Tony Jones saying, in Tony Tony Jones's opinion. That has nothing to do. This is not a report. I am not reporting that the Jazz is targeting Josh Harder, Kyle Kuzma. This is not a report. I just wanted to put that clarification out there. Go but ahead.
0: if you if you do want to aggregate something, I do think Kyle Kuzma is good. So feel free to aggregate that if if you want. <laughs> um. So yeah, I I like both of those guys. I mean, KCP a little bit trickier of a fit because you know your clo- then your closing would be small if you're if you've got him out there. I think. Kuzma is a little bit more of a natural fit because of his ability. He, he's a big three, really. He's right, so good right. at chasing wings as a large three. It gives you some good rebounding, some size, and his willingness to shoot fits right in with what Utah does. I mean, you know, this guy can could just play tomorrow in this system and, and would be great. So, yeah, Kuzma would be a great guy. And to be honest with you, I mean, with the Wizards kind of falling off some, he might be gettable. You know that was a guy that a lot of people thought the Wizards were just going to flip for something else. Um, yeah, that that's an interesting one. Definitely don't want to get Davis Bertons, though. Go with Kuzma. You need that defense. Uh, this is something we should think about, Tony, because I, I do think that this team has trades to make, and January fifteenth looms pretty large because you know December fifteenth we had the the new free agent signings were eligible to be traded, but January fifteenth the extension folks are eligible. And now you get an entire player pool that just wasn't open a few months ago. And and I wonder if, you know, that month between January 15th and the trade deadline, if Utah isn't able to find a guy that just we never expected to be out there. I mean, the Pelicans could randomly decide to be sellers instead of trying to buy right now. So What um, what
1: are you doing if you're the Pals?
0: Well, you were talking about Josh Hart. I I like that. I mean, Josh I Hart.
1: Love, I I love Josh. Like, I think Josh Hart is a um an elite role player on a championship contending team waiting to happen playing for the Pelicans. Like he's his value to a team is completely different from where the Pelicans are as a roster and as a franchise. I
0: mean, uh, you couldn't. I couldn't have said that better, for sure. Um, cool. Well, everybody, go and follow Tony over at The Athletic and on the app so you get those notifications every single time that he drops a new story. Remember, you can go to theathletic.com slash game notes and sign up. Uh, it always makes us look good when people subscribe from the show. So thank you very much if you're going to go do that. For Tony Jones, I'm Dave DeFour. This has been Game Notes. Utah Jazz Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network.